Hello, 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 and welcome to another Win Daily Sports Show. My name is Michael Raziel. I got my man Ghost here with me, and we are giving you some nice, fun NBA overs and unders. We got five we love for the over. We got five we love for the under. We're going to be here helping people make some money, and we're going to be having a lot of fun with it. Ghost, man, how you doing today? I'm doing well, bro. How about you? It's a good day to be alive. As you already know, it's a good day to be alive. We have NBA games on. I think they're actually started right now. We're clicking the button at around 6 o'clock here on the East Coast, so I'm pretty confident those games have started. So we are going to be talking a little overs, a little unders for everybody, and really get you excited, let you know, give you some of that information. Our man Ghost here, he is so smart when it comes to NBA. I love having these. He loves having these conversations with me, but I love them just as much because I get educated and I learn every friggin' time and we love it. So everybody out there watching right now, please make sure you go and smash that like button as all the YouTubers like to say. I saw Jake Paul did something today. He's a YouTuber, right? If I'm not mistaken. So smash that like button, subscribe if you have not already. Show us a little bit of love and get into the chat. If you have any questions on team overs, unders, any NBA questions at all, shoot them to us. We are more than happy, more than welcome to answer some of those questions for you. So make sure first, follow me at Michael Brazil one Make sure to follow him at DFS underscore goes. Make sure to follow us at Windaily Sports and come hang out in our little community, windailysports.com backslash chat, where we're talking overs, unders. We're talking DFS, fantasy sports, anything that you want to make money on in basketball. Ghost is here to do it. So Ghost, let's get at it. Uh, oh, a little bit of news. A little bit of news. Tiny, tiny, little tiny bit of news. Uh, Giannis Cupo might have signed a $228 million max contract, if I'm not mistaken, biggest contract value in NBA history. I know you were on the side of get the hell out of Milwaukee. I kind of was on that side as well, which, you know, is understandable. Goes talk to me a little bit before we get into these overs-unders. How do you feel about the Giannis contract? It's going to be a quick opt-out after year four. Oh, quick um, opt-out. Yeah, uh, that's going to be a very quick decision for him. Um, look, I, I, I can see this two ways. We could look at it. You know, pretty much the way that some people are thinking where, you know, someone puts $220 million in front of you and you have to be absolutely crazy to turn it down. Um, but again, when you're looking at the positive side of things, what better way than to similarly what LeBron did out there in Cleveland, right? Obviously, Cleveland native. But again, when you're talking about Giannis building a legacy, no better way to do it than the team that drafted you. And, you know, you're, you're really putting your loyalty ahead of money and, and at least towards what the media is asking and stuff like that, right? So. Um, I, I respect the decision. He wanted to really build the foundation there and be the go-to guy. This way he stays out there in the East too, which everyone seems that they're dying to go out there to the East. Notice how James Harden's teams are all out there in the mm-hmm. East and everyone wants to go play in the East because it's uh, there, there's no denying the fact that it's a much easier path than the finals out there. So, hey, he gets to dominate the conference uh, yet again. Uh, him, him and get, get to see him and KD hopefully go out in a seven-game playoff series. That's, that's going to be fun to watch. Um, but but, but ho- hopefully KD gives us a full... 72 healthy game season here, but um, looking forward to it. And Giannis is out there now, four years minimum. I think he, good, good for him. Honestly, 228 mil. Not only is that life changing money, but just the fact that from a player standpoint, to be able to really cement your legacy with a team that drafted you, and you know what, you're you're not going out there taking one and ones to really team up with anybody, and you know you you need to form a super team in in, in one of the big cities to be able to win a championship. If he gets it done, that, that that's going to be one of the most respected uh, championships in in recent years. Absolutely, I, I'm here for it. I, I'm totally cool. I would love to see the. Uh, well, we already saw the Lakers win. Uh, you know, I'm a huge LeBron fan, so you know, 
kill me for that if you'd like, but I would love to see Giannis win. I think it would be so cool. Milwaukee gets a championship. I think that would be a lot of fun. Small city, little town doing what they do. Uh, I, I think it would be great. And as you said, it would cement the hell out of his legacy. So definitely, definitely love that. We got Theo up in the chat already. Theo, we love you, buddy. We love the hell out of you. We love you, man. So keep keep the questions coming, everybody. We are here for you for probably, we always say a half hour, but I mean, let's be honest. We'll probably be here for a little longer than that because we love chatting so much. So good for Giannis. Now, the, the Bucks are not on our list of overs and unders. I actually think they have a pretty solid one and considering how bad the East is, 49.5. So they would need to win 50 games and lose 20. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, the team got better. So I think that part is important. And they only they were on pace to win like 70 games last year, which means they would have lost less than 20 games. So if anything, take the over on the Bucks. I'm going to stay away from it, obviously, as we know, with Brooklyn now becoming real, which is kind of cool. Maybe there's a couple more losses in there, but I, I, I don't want to touch that one. So we're not really going to be talking too much about the Bucks over under tonight. Um, Theo, who are we playing tonight? It's preseason, buddy. We're, we're talking betting. We're talking over unders. We're talking. We're going to have some fun for that. Don't worry. Ghost will help you when the time is right. So. Life's too short to bet the under, but we are going to have a couple unders for you. We'll start with some of the overs ghost ultimate mortal, super inhuman lock of the century, the, the, the millennium, whatever you want to call it, whatever this pandemic year has been the super, super lock for it. Warriors over 36.5. Again, remember 72 game season. So that means they have to win one more game than half of their games. And you think that's a super ultimate, unbelievable lock of the year, even without Clay Thompson. Tell me why. The disrespect to Steph Curry on this line is absolutely ridiculous. Like I, 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 I knew that, you know, when, when Clay went down, even during the preseason game, they were they were uh, during training camp, excuse me. They were very quick to take that off the books. Very, very quick. Cause they knew people were going to slam the under cause it was much higher than that. But when it reopened at 36 and a half, that to me is just the ultimate disrespect to Steph Curry. This guy uh, on his own can win 40 games in the NBA, in the West. No problem. That to me is just, this is pure disrespect to what Steph Curry is as a player and just what he does for that franchise. And they, this is what we were saying yesterday on, on yesterday's show. People mm -hmm. forget just how good Steph Curry is. Yep. And they, this is the year where, whether they get in as an eight or in seven seed or whether they climb to a top three, you know what, they're, they're going to make waves. And it, it's not only Golden State that you don't want to face in a seven-game series. You do not want to face Steph Curry in a seven-game series. That's for sure. God damn. Yeah, 30, 36 and a half. When you do see it, it does look very low. Again, it's it's half of their games. As long as they win one more than half of their games. And one thing I will say, most books that you look at, I think this is important to talk about, they don't actually have the number of games on the lines, they actually have the winning percentage because obviously with coronavirus, with COVID out there, their games will be canceled. That's just what we've seen. I mean, we've seen it in the NFL where they only have a 16 game schedule. You know, we're going to see it in the NBA. It's a little more difficult to, to obviously schedule everything with the NFL. And that's why they've had to keep everything a, a little bit closer to the best, a little bit tighter on the schedule, but NBA games will get canceled. So while this is at 56.5, you can go to the books and you can get their winning percentage to be over, I think, 52.5, if I'm not mistaken. So you're really going to be betting on winning percentages this year because it's going to be too difficult knowing that mo there will be games canceled at some point. That's just how it is. We're going to be giving you the games because it's a little easier to understand. So we're going to be going with that, but it's just something to pay attention to when you are going to your favorite book to play some of these bets. So we got a Western Conference team going over. Let's go to an under. 
we have the Celtics at 45.5. And when I brought that one up, you seem pretty confident that they're going on the under there. Um, Kemba Walker's there, but he's hurt. They lose Gordon Hayward. So, you know, take that is what it is. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are incredible. Marcus Smart plays defense. After that, uh, Tristan Thompson, I guess. Like, what? Uh, 45 seems pretty high, and I like your understanding of the under. Tell me why, though. Yeah, um, well, well, firstly, you know it's not a player prop when we're betting unders because we do not live True. for the unders on no. player props. That's just a, that, that's just mm-hmm. a fact. But that's, that's, bad. Talking, that's bad form. That's yeah, bad form. that's just you, we, we, we don't do that, right? So um, when, when we're talking about futures and, and you're looking at, at, at some of these long-term values, when, we're, when we mentioned 45.5, can you mind again, we're, we're talking about the overall games that they need to win and not the percent. 45% of the games for Celtics would be uh, fairly oh, low. Be easy, there yeah. the, that, that would be a moral lock for, uh, for the over in that case. But for the Celtics to win 46 games out there in the East, um, it's going to take a lot. Last season, they did win 48. The Brooklyn Nets were pretty much non-existent. Atlanta got a lot better. Um, even the Wizards got better with with the addition of Russell Westbrook, right? So are, are, are the Wizards going to you know, possibly make the playoffs. Yeah, they might squeak into an eight seed, but it, it's more so just that they're going to be able to put a respectable offense out there on the floor. Davis Bertans is back. Thomas Bryan is is one of my candidates for for, for breakout player of the year as well. So um, they're they're going to have a, a formidable roster out there too. And the East is is it going to be anywhere near as competitive as the West? Not even remotely close. But again, having teams in that you know seven seed to I can even go far down as eleven seed. Teams like the Hawks, teams like the Wizards, even the Magic. Now Magic. that you know, maybe Cole Anthony ends up doing some some, mm. some things out there for them. Maybe Markel Fultz ends up having some 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 good games. Now that he, you know he's not worried about DJ Augustine playing behind him, anything like that. Evan Fournier's still reliable. Aaron Gordon's still out there, right? So um, these are things that I, I took into consideration when I was looking at Boston. And it's not like they have the firepower of a Kevin Durant. They don't have the firepower of a Giannis Antetokounmpo. I am a huge Jason Tatum fan. Mm-hmm. You are a huge Jason Tatum Very. fan as a player. We saw what he did in the playoffs. We saw what he did out there in the bubble. But for them to win 46 games, that's one that I'm willing to take the under on. It's just it's just a lot of games, right? And and I think we don't even know when Kemba Walker is supposed to be back. So they're, in the, one of the three main pieces of their offense won't be there uh, until he's fully healthy. And then once he's fully healthy, obviously he has to integrate himself a little bit, which I think is pretty important. So it takes a minute for that to come around. So I do think the Celtics going under is definitely, it's, it's a little bit easier of a bet. Now, of course, when we say a bet's easy, the joke's usually going to be on us. So take it what it is. And, and again, you're betting percentages. So let, let's, let's remember that. But 45.5 wins, this seems the under is going to be a little easier there, unless Jason Tatum makes another gigantic leap and, and Jalen Brown makes another gigantic leap and they become even better. I think 45.5 under seems very comfortable to me. Let's go back to the over. We'll stick with another team in the East. Your Raptors, 41.5. The Raptors are always disrespected. I actually was listening to a podcast today. Shout out Zach Lowe. Come on the pod. The Raptors have hit the over in every single year that Masai Jiri has been their GM. Every single year, they're you know they're over under whatever the number is. They have gone over that wins total every single year. Last year, they weren't going to be that good. They lost Kawhi. They were the the second seed in the East, the third seed in the East. They were one of the best three teams in the East. Always continuously disrespected. Ghost, you live in Canada. I don't. I guess that's important to the conversation. You live in Canada. Talk to me. Why are the Raptors winning more than forty-one point five games? I think when when the books opened this one up, I feel like it was largely contributed by the loss of Serge Ibaka and Marcus Sol. But you know, if, if there's 
if there's something I could kind of relate to that, it would be a famous statistic in baseball. It's called wins above replacement or, or short for war, right? So when you're looking at what a player brings to the table and really how many wins is that player solely responsible for? If that's that was translated to the NBA, I wouldn't imagine Serge Ibaka or Marcus Gasol, at least for the last season, being one of those crucial guys for the Raptors. You're looking at Kyle Lowry, you're looking at Fred Van Vliet, you're looking at Pascal Siakam, wing players, Norman Powell, uh, OG Ananobi as well. Chris Boucher is going to slide in fine there at the five for them and, 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 and some other guys as well. So for me, it's not like the East outside of Joel Embiid really has like, like there, there's no Jokic, there's no like, like it, it's not like they're going to struggle in the paint, right? So for them, that was, that was never really their game. It's not like Marcus Gasol went out there and dropped, you know, 15 and 15 a night, Serge Ibaka. These guys were just primary defenders. So as long as they can make up for it on the defensive end of the basketball, which knowing my Raptors, it's always been a team system. It's never been one defensive anchor a la Rudy Gobert out in Utah, where, you know, if you want to get in the paint, you just have seven foot, who knows what Rudy Gobert with his arms up in your face and you're trying to dunk a basketball over him and he's standing there going, no, no, it's not that, that, that happening today. Right. So whereas with Toronto, it's more so of a defensive system. They, they switch off a lot and stuff like that. So um, I think they're going to be just fine on the defensive end. And they're, they're, I feel like they're going to really push the pace. And when we're talking about a shortened season and guys possibly setting out games, we set it out there in the bubble and I highlighted it with guys like Fred Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry. If you want guys that want to play 40 minutes a night on back to backs, no matter what the situation is, I'm not sure it gets much better than Fred Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry and you got two of them on the same team. So um, if, if Nick Nurse wants to tighten up the bench, which we know that he absolutely loves to do, he loves a nice six to seven man rotation. That's where when team starts gets gassed or, you know, it, they can take advantage of a Brooklyn net team that has to sit out KD on a back-to-back that possibly has Kyrie dealing with some nagging injuries like he does for the past who knows how many years, right? So those are games that I think that with an over-under of 41 and a half, that's where I would take the over on my Raptors. I feel like that's a little bit disrespectful for a team um, uh, for, for a team that won 53 games last season. I love it. And a couple things about the Raptors that we would be remiss if we did not say. They're the Tampa Bay Raptors this year, which should be a lot of fun. So I'm sure their bank accounts are going to love it because I'm sure taxes, uh, you know, no state income tax in Florida. So all those guys are going to be happy. And also Kyle Lowry is on an expiring contract. What do we always, always love, Ghost? contract years Kyle Lowry is going to go bananas he wants to sign a three-year hundred million dollar deal or whatever the hell they're going to give him and what the obviously rightfully so he helped win him a championship pay that man as much money as he wants but he's on an expiring contract we know he's going to be going balls to the wall doing his thing Fred Van Fleet just got paid so you know he seems like the kind of guy that he wants to he, he earned it but now he wants to make everybody know that he earned it uh so I think yeah I think that backcourt is going to be incredible it's going to be so much fun to watch so Gotta love it. The Tampa Bay Raptors. I saw a sweet uh, Miami Vice version of their jersey where the Raptor was wearing like a Tommy Bahama shirt and some sunglasses and it was in that Miami Vice heat color. Oh, dude, I would buy that thing in a heartbeat. So especially that the season starting in December, it's nice to get away from the snow and whatnot all the way to uh, to Tampa. It's like one extreme to the other. So gotta love it. Gotta love it. Uh, We do have Sidoro in the chat. Boston's going to win the title. Can you talk a bit about Boston? Well, you literally just missed it because we talked about Boston last team. So only five minutes ago. I don't know. Title might be tough. Ghost, do you think, uh, well, you know, let's let's look up those odds. Actually, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Boston's odds to win the title plus thirteen hundred. 
not super amount of value, but they're up there. They're top five. Uh, how do you feel about Boston potentially winning the title this year? That price is way too high, um, at, at least from a futures market perspective. Um, for me, that's that's a long shot. I wouldn't, I would like, like all things remain equal in the sense that all players are healthy and, you know, everyone's ready to go. I don't see them beating Brooklyn in a seven game series. I don't see them beating Miami. Maybe they squeak by Milwaukee, but I don't know what Drew Holiday there. They, they might be better, better equipped this year than they were last year. But sir, that, I, I certainly don't see them beating Miami or, um, or Brooklyn, and they might not even be my Raptors in a seven-game series. I got, I got to mention that, even though uh, we, we, we might be out for revenge from last, uh, from, from out there in the bubble. But um, I, I just don't see them having a path to get out of the East, let alone be a Lakers team or a Clippers team or you know a, a Warriors team or a Nuggets or even the Trailblazers or the Mavs. Like, I, like again, when, when we're talking about that star power, they, they did gain some really, really valuable experience out there in the bubble, though. That's one thing. This was a very deep playoff run for youngsters, you know, they're, they're, they're youngsters and Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart and Jason Tatum and all these guys, the veteran leadership that, that Kemba still has in that locker room. Right. So um, they can make some waves. Anything could happen, but I just don't see it for them winning a title this year, especially at that price. If it was more so in the plus, you know, maybe 2,500 range, that's where I would end up taking mm-hmm. a dip. But um, I'd, I'd be, being the fifth highest odds there, it, it, it's going to be a no go for me. I would wait a little bit. Let, let those odds drop a bit. I think that's uh, that's yeah. what we need to do. If you really do believe in Boston that much, to have a doubt. I think that's how you say your name. Hi. Well, hello back. Thanks for being here. We <laughs> appreciate the heck out of you. Boston players all getting around 10 minutes. Thanks, Clayton. Appreciate the hell out of you, man. Good member of the Wind Daily Sports family. So, Harden only 20 minutes. We'll see. We talk about preseason. <laughs> I think so. I think so. But I, preseason DFS. I love hey it. Amen. We appreciate it. That's it. why we're here. We're, we do this because we love it. We do it for you guys. All right. Let's go back to the unders. One that really caught our eye. The Bulls. 30.5 games. Winning under 30.5 games. So that means 30 games and under. Seems pretty high, honestly. I thought this was a pretty easy under to hit. Again, if you think it's easy, the joke's on you. Talk to me why you think the Bulls win less than 31 games this year breakout season for Kobe white um mm-hmm. zach levine still very zach underappreciated levine. still zach levine very yeah. underappreciated star i'm very concerned about the health of that front court very very concerned like i i, I don't see wendell carter jr and laurie market and both making it through a 72 game series uh a 72 game season excuse me mm-hmm. um this is something that they've struggled with throughout their entire young careers i'll, I'll be being you know Still a couple of years in, but I, I, I just I, I don't see them being healthy. And when you look at again, when you look at that bottom tier of the East, I mean, outside like like not the complete bottom tier when we're talking about teams like mm-hmm. the Cavs and the Pistons. Like again, that the teams that at least have remote potential to finish between seven and eleven, um, the Bulls just didn't get that much better compared. You know, the Wizards added, added Russell Westbrook. They re-signed Davis Bertans. The Hawks were by far the kings of the offseason with an honorable mention to the Lakers. Maybe you could flip them as a 1A, 1B kind of thing, right? So um, I, I, I just, I really don't see them with with that tier of teams where those were the winnable games for them because it, it, it's going to take a lot for them to go out and beat Brooklyn. It's going to take a lot for mm-hmm. them to go out and beat Philly, beat Miami, beat Milwaukee, beat Toronto. You know, like like that that top six in the East, you know, they, they would need, obviously things are a bit out of our control. Is it going to be on a back-to-back or is, is KD going to sit out one game? Right? Is, is Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid going to get traded and 
you know, like you, you don't know things like that, right? So you, you know, I had to drop that in there, but mm-hmm. I don't, um, I don't. you know, like you, you don't know things like that, but those are not things that we consider when we're talking about futures bets, right? Like those are things that are way out of our control. So for me, a Chicago Bulls team that ends up winning 30 plus games when everybody around them in, in the same tier as them got better, except them. I think they're going to go through some growing pains. Very fun team to watch if Wendell Carter Jr. and Laurie Markin could stay healthy. I am very high on Kobe White coming into the season. Same thing like I am with Thomas Bryant. But again, um, I, I, I really don't see it there. With, with everybody else getting around them and having some solid additions, they, 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 they lost a, a lot of guys. Yeah, I, I think this number is just way too high. Um, I honestly would be interested, probably wouldn't take it, but if this was a full... 82 game schedule 30 and 52 would not really be that far out of like a, an understanding for me for the bulls. I don't think they're very good. As you said, they're injury prone. I think that's going to hurt them. You are much higher on Kobe white than I think like everybody else on planet earth, to be totally honest with you. I'm sure there's other people out there ghosts, but I think you're driving the bus. You're, 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 you're conducting that train right now, which is fine. He was fun to watch at UNC. Didn't really watch too much of him last year. He did do some good things for us uh, when we did play him in DFS, so we appreciate him there. But it's, I just think 30.5 is way too high. I don't think they added enough to say like, okay, this is, as you said, all the teams around them got much better. And what did they do? They really didn't do too much to make themselves better at all. And I think they still kind of just suck, unfortunately. They're going to deeply regret losing Chris Dunn. That's a big loss for them. Famous last words that nobody has ever said ever. But That's hey, you're the first one. Like, like when, when when we're talking about, you know, oh, where is LeBron going to sign? Where is KD going to sign? That is one of the most underappreciated signings of that offseason. Chris Dunn going to Atlanta. They're going to regret that one on defense. All right. Well, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to flip the script a little bit on you because one of the teams that you think is going to go under their win total is those Atlanta Hawks. Thirty six point five. Now, you talked about how they won the offseason 1A, 1B with the Lakers. They added a lot. We know uh, Trey Young is there. We know John Collins is there. We know that team is, for lack of a better term, I mean, stacked with names. Let's go Let's go with that. They're stacked with names. They got Clint Capella, if that honestly does anything for you. Um, <laughs> but you still think that they're going to win under 36.5, which means you think that their winning percentage at best is going to be 50%, most likely come in under 50%. They won the offseason. They added all this stuff. Trey Young takes one of those steps forward. We haven't seen that dude play basketball in, I don't know, feels like almost a year at this point. You really don't think they're going to win at least 50% of their games? It's tough to see them jump. Like Again, I'm, I'm a, I can't wait to watch this on the Hawks team. We, we said it during the draft. We said it when they signed Danilo Gallinari. Then they signed Rajon Rondo. Then they signed Chris Dunn. And they, they signed Bogdan. They, they signed all these guys, right? So for me, it's more so, number one, I have no idea what Clint Capella is going to look like let alone if he's actually going to even finish the season there. So that's one thing to keep in mind. He hasn't played basketball in who knows how long at this point. Over a year, I think. And then the other thing is that that all these signings, it's it's one thing on paper. You know, it, it's fun mm. to use the Hawks in 2K yeah. now that they actually have a bench. And, you know, you could put John Collins at the five if you're playing. If, if someone ends up taking the Warriors on you, you can play John Collins at the five, play a little small ball. Trey Young has unlimited range in 2K. It's like, It's all nice and fun to play. Is it actually going to translate to real success on the court for them to basically double their win total? They won 20 games last season. That's it. It's asking them a lot. This is still a very young team. They, they still have some growing pains to go through. It's, it, it's, it's not like the Celtics where Jason Tatum has this experience. Now Jalen mm-hmm. Brown has this experience. 
Marcus Smart has this experience. They have veteran presence. Like, like Trey Young is clearly the leader of that team. And their veteran presence, I mean, outside of Rajon Rondo, who is going to be a great mentor to Trey Young, don't get me wrong, but they, they don't have that that locker room presence that I feel will bring stability should they lose, you know, X amount of games in a row in the same week. Like a, a lot of trials and tribulations going through and in mm-hmm. the season with, with COVID and, you know, possibly no fans at all, let alone limited amount of fans. It, it, it's asking them of a lot. I, I would love to see them go over, but for them to essentially double their win total because of a, with a, a couple off season, with less games because of a couple off season signings, that's a little tough for me to see. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 they did add a bunch of names, but as you said, many on paper they look like fun, and two K they look like fun. I uh, want to get back to the chat for a second. Abdul, hi. Hey, what's up? Ask us a question. That's what we're here to do. Um, Lakers in four. I don't know. I think someone will take them to at least five. Can we wait a week? Can we wait a week for that, please? Sorry. LeBron James. We're already on the Lakers. All aboard, baby. All aboard. Here we go. Let's go. It's already starting. LA. You get a New York City. Oh, my God. Tell someone from New York if you get Brooklyn. Oh, man. That. Gorgeous Brooklyn, LA. You call it New York City versus LA. We all know that's not true, especially if you're up here from the Northeast. I'm 100% for it because I love it. But uh, we do have a question from our good friend Sia Najad, my other co host. I get to have a show at Sia tomorrow night. Make sure to subscribe to the Wind Daily Sports page because we're going to go over all the betting lines for the NFL. Sia makes a lot of money doing that. So we like that. What is the over under on the Nets implosion? 2022, 2021. I think we'll put it at 2021.5. So that'll be two years of KD and Kyrie having to see each other enough. The Nets being the Nets, bringing in Steve Nash. Okay, I guess that doesn't make sense. But essentially what you say is, KD, who do you want to coach? And he said, I want Steve Nash to not tell me what to do. So respect Steve Nash for that. He is an MVP. He's a Hall of Famer. He's freaking incredible. So you're not going to take it away from him. But zero, zero, zero coaching experience. Um, Do you think the Nets are still the Nets in 2022? 2023 i'll give you that extra year i think that's the year everyone can opt out of of their four-year contracts anyway do you think the nets are the nets in 2023 so let me start by saying i'm the other co-host see as the og co-host so let stop me see you. No, no no right no, so no, I, no. I know you guys are the stop og it, pairing, it, so that, that's okay I'll I'll, I'll 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 ride passenger that's okay i'll okay. I, I i know my I, I know my feet that's okay we love you we um stop it but i'm gonna spin this question back on you just to have you spin it back on me Ooh. When you're saying, will the Nets be the Nets, does that include the nucleus of the team, or are we strictly talking about KD and Kyrie both being in Brooklyn? Mm, good question. Um, like, are, are we talking about, know, are they are, are, are they shipping 27 first-round picks to get a third star, or are we talking about, are Kyrie or KD gone? Because uh, that, to me, is two Kyrie different Kyrie or scenarios. KD. Kyrie, Kyrie or KD. Because I think it's a foregone conclusion that all those other guys are going to get traded for whatever... Kevin Durant wants at this or point. Or Joel Embiid. Maybe. Maybe. Kyrie's gone. Ky- Ky- if you're giving me that extra year, 2023, Kyrie's gone. Kyrie's gone in 2023. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, so that, I think that leads right into Sia's next question. Is Kyrie the least likable player in all of sports or just the NBA? I like I like that caveat. Is it is it all of sports <laughs> or just the NBA? I'm curious. All good of question. sports, man. I, I have to think all of all of sports. Wow. Um, 
I think Tom Brady, media. Tom Brady's more likable now since he left the Patriots, in my opinion, because now it's all just like, oh, we don't hate him as much because now, yeah, yeah. You know? I, I feel, I feel like that was a Bean Town thing that that he kind of got more oh, hate yeah. than, than he deserved, but um, no, definitely deserved, but more hate. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a Tom Brady fan, that's for sure. So, um, I don't know if I, if, because I'm, uh, I don't know, dude, I don't, I don't know if many people are gonna get this, but because I'm Canadian, I gotta say Brad Marchand. Nobody gets it. Boston Bruins. No, the Boston Bruins. He's got to be high up there. No one's going to get that. But if you're out there and you're listening, and you watch hockey. Brad Marchand's got to be high up there. But from a media perspective, I don't know if anyone called to come come close to Kyrie with the amount of disrespect that he just threw mm-hmm. in the in the past week. There, that's just yep. You, look, you don't want to talk to the media. That's fine. That's fine. You know, you, and I'm I'm sure. Well, actually, wait, wait, wait. You don't want to talk to the media. Come talk to us over here on the H and B channel. With yes. TPJ and Ashley Moss and Pavi yes. and Daniel and you myself, come talk to right us. Now. We're Let's better go. than media. Let's go. So, um, what I'm thinking is that I'm sure, I, like, wait, to a much lesser extent, I'm sure people are thinking something along the lines of what Kyrie was saying. So, not not in reference to his, you know, calling people pawns and what, like, like mm-hmm. that to me was way too far. Like, not even close. Just like just stepping over the line. That was way too far. But more so in the fact that I'm sure there are it, there's more athletes than just Kyrie Irving on planet Earth that think, hey, I get played to play X mm-hmm. sport. I'm not here to yep. talk to media. Hundred percent. Right. So they they just don't express it because they know how to act in public. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't really know how. I don't <laughs> really know, know how, how to act say like it. But like, yeah. I, yeah, they they know how to how to be mature about things, right? So, but um, that, that that's the way that I see it. I'm sure there are other guys, possibly even in that same locker room, where they're like. Hey, I don't get paid to talk to X, Y, and Z after practice, or you know what I mean. So, um, from from that aspect, I'm I'm sure there are other players across all sports that kind of share that same point of view. But just the line that he went to, man, he he's got to be the least likable guy in media right now in, in professional yeah. sports. And and that's the thing, right? And they all know, like the media controls the narrative, whether you like it or not. In the NBA, the players own, have all ownership of everything, but the media controls the narrative. So if you're yeah. going to be disrespectful to the media, what do you like? Oh, they're just going to like take it and be like, oh, this guy's awesome. No, of course not. You're going to have Stephen A. Smith and these dumbasses on TV scream about <laughs> how much how stupid Kyrie's being or, oh, he's under misunderstood. He's this, he's that. Do whatever you want, dude. I couldn't care less. He's a Duke Blue Devil, so I, I kind of like him a little bit. It's been a while since I had to really like care about him, though. I, dude, just play the game. We all know it's a friggin' game. Just play the game. Just give shitty answers, laugh like Kawhi, and nobody will care. <laughs> and you'll just kind of go off into the abyss and no one will give a shit. And that's it. That's like Kevin Durant a couple years ago. He couldn't get out of his own way. And now he's kind of just like super apathetic. And everyone's just like, okay, whatever. We don't really care anymore. Yeah, you had a burner account. Yeah, you're, you're, you admitted to having anymore. a burner account. We're all just like, whatever. You're like, cool. It's not a big deal. But if you keep doing it to yourself, it's not surprising that you're going to keep having it because the media is going to keep bringing it up. So that's on him, man. That's really all I can say. Is he misunderstood? Is he this? Is he that? I know Ashley, if I'm not mistaken, Ashley Moss really likes him. I'm sure he's a great dude and I'm sure he is misunderstood. And I think he is much smarter than people give him credit for. Just play the game then. Just play the game and everyone will shut the hell up and it won't matter anymore. That's just my opinion, I guess. I don't know. I don't know, Ghost. Um, All right, let's get back to some over-unders though. That was fun. That was fun. Chat. Got more questions. Give us, give us more here. questions. We're here to have some fun. Uh, let's take some overs. Uh, we have only Western Conference teams. So we'll talk about the three of these together. We yeah. have the Suns at 38.5. We have the Blazers at 41.5 and the Mavs at 
all of these are games that they will win over. So the Blazers, they need to win at least 42. The Suns, at least 39. The Mavs, at least 43. Difficult to see all of those happening when you have that many teams bunched up. And I think there's actually some more teams bunched up in that area that we don't like as much, but it's kind of difficult to take those those specific numbers. Why do you like the over on all three of these teams? Because that's going to be difficult to hit on all of them. So th- this is more so stri- strictly a betting strategy. Like, are, are all three going to hop in? I would say there's a very, very strong chance that the answer is no there. But when we're talking about hedging our bets, that not only means, you know, your same game parlays, you're, you're, you know, you ended up betting uh, Browns plus three and a half like me, and then you ended up losing because of that safety at the end, right? Ooh. So that was, that was a fun ride yesterday, right? All smiles, of course, after that safety. That was a ton of fun, right? But when we're talking about hedging bets, it's not only in that same night, right? So you could also hedge futures bets as well. Mm-hmm. And when you're, ta- when you're getting prices that you're getting prices on these guys, especially the three teams that we've been mentioning, I really do think that two out of these three teams end up going over on these totals, especially I'm, I'm leaning hard on the trailblazers on the Mavs right now. So the Mavs are an interesting one because Kristaps is going to be out for, you know, a certain amount of time for, for the beginning of the season. But Luka Doncic is also the favorite to win MVP. He's Luka Doncic. He's priced above Giannis Antetokounmpo to win MVP. Mm-hmm. So that goes to show you when, when we're always talking about, you know, Vegas gets things right. And that's exactly what they do because that's the business that they're in. And they're not there to just, you know, give out money. It's not a charity. Vegas mm-hmm. is not a charity. Or else we would all be spending thousands and thousands at the book. That's not the way it works. So for them to be pricing Luka at higher than Giannis Antetokounmpo for MVP, you know that it is virtually impossible for a team, for, for a team's player to win MVP without making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like that, like it's hard enough as it is to win it as like, if, if your team barely squeaks in, that's where you're like, mm, does he even deserve MVP at that yeah. point? Like if he was really MVP, he would have just gotten it on his own. But like that, that's the way the NBA is. So for them, like I'm, I'm kind of looking at the correlation between those two bets in the sense that, you know what, the Mavs are due to end up making some waves in the West there, and especially with the Warriors losing clay. And now it's just, I don't want to say just, but it, it's mostly formidable duos in the West. There's no, like, like, like there's no hardened KD Westbrook and OKC, like, back mm-hmm. when it was like that, right? So that's where I think Luka can really hold his own. And I, I, I do think that, not only does 42 games end up happening over, but it does get them a playoff seed there. I love it. And I know you've been hard on the Suns ever since. I mean, you you love Devin Booker beforehand. Um, and that shot that he hit over Kawhi or Paul George, he got the Celine Dion treatment on Instagram. Absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I'm always here for it. Then obviously Chris Paul gets traded to the Suns. So some good things happen. And you and I spoke about it when, when that trade went down. You said it's going to be a big year for Devin Booker. So you think the Suns over 38.5 wins. I mean, Chris Paul did it last year with the Thunder. I, I don't have their win total in front of me, but I can almost guarantee it went over. Whatever that number was, I would put money right now that they hit the over, even in that uh, the the uh, you know COVID-shortened season. You think Chris Paul does it again? Yes. Deal. All right. The reason why is because when, when, when we're talking about that OKC team, and that's exactly what I wanted to talk about. And it's actually funny because we hadn't spoken about this when I mentioned the Suns. So it, 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 it's nice that, you know, we're always on the same page in that sense where you already know where I'm going with this. But oh, yeah. if you look at that OKC team, Chris Paul had a young two guard in SGA. Mm-hmm. 
and he had a center with hmm. I, I'll still give Steven Adams with potential because Steven Adams if, if he if Steven Adams okay. got 36 minutes a night he'd be a force out there but it's still a rep like he's still a reputable guy in the sense that he can give you solid minutes and he could contribute mm-hmm. swap SGA for Devin Booker not bad not a bad swap let's start there not a bad swap and swap Steven Adams for DeAndre Ayton well, he has to now stay on the court. Here. He has to stay on the yeah. court, though. I'm going to challenge my Stephen A. Smith here. I'm going to challenge my Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> stay off the weed. Do not, like, enough with the, the PEDs and this and that. I want to see 72 games of DeAndre Ayton. I'm, I want to see that. I'm, I'm here for it. I want a nice DeAndre Ayton breakout campaign with Devin Booker doing his thing. I want to see the Suns make the playoffs. I love it. I, I think it's great. I, I love the analogy too. Um, you know, Chris Paul, he is smart. I already saw, we've already seen clips of him online. I think he was teaching their first round draft pick. I don't even remember who it was. They were teaching him and everyone was just like, oh my God, Chris Paul is the greatest. It's like, well, the dude is the like president of the players association for a reason. Everyone loves he him. He's still super- the point guard. He's yeah. still the point guard. He's incredible. And I think like we've, we've seen what happened, you know, in, in, you know, um, Houston for what happened. We kind of remember what happened in, in LA with the Clippers, but even when this dude was with the Charlotte Hornets, what he was doing was incredible. He is so, so good. Him and Kobe RIP, how many championships we don't have to talk about it, but how many goddamn championships would they have won? I also think I love the analogy again, but it just hurts to know that what if what if Luka Doncic and Devin Booker were on the same team? Oh boy. What if they decided, you know, we don't actually need to take Ooh. a center in DeAndre Ayton. What if we just took the best player in the draft? We don't need to get there. That's just something that sometimes wow. you just think about and you realize like you know that you know that that's like my dream roster because of two two of my favorite players too. So Wow. I think it would have worked too, uh, right? It would have worked. Yeah. I think it would have been yeah, a terrible. Or, or Devin Booker would like in, in that case, in that offseason, if I was Devin Booker, I'm literally training the way Steph and Clay train. Like mm-hmm. I am literally just becoming a sharpshooter because if you have Luca as your as your as your primary ball handler and you get Devin Booker playing off ball like that. Wow. And and wow. I think that so that's the same guy, right? It went it went uh DeAndre Ayton one, Marvin Bagley two to this the yep. the Sacramento Kings. Correct. What if De'Aaron Fox and Luka Doncic were on the same team? Oh my god. It might not work as well because Fox needs the ball a little bit more than Devin. He's Booker just does. so fast. But like, that's like, what I mean. Maybe How a handful fast? of guys that can keep up with this guy. Like How he's so fast. fast. That would be just it would be electric. And that's such an overused word in sports media. That's why I think it's yeah. funny to use it sometimes. But <laughs> how much fun would DeAndre or I'm sorry, De- De'Aaron Fox and Luka Doncic on the same team? And it, it honestly kind of should have happened. <laughs> like I don't even think that's a question. Marvin Bagley, again, big Duke guy. He's not really an MB. Like he's gonna be good, I think. I don't think he like obviously Luka Doncic is already top five player. Like, what if him and De'Aaron Fox were on the same team? How friggin' cool would the Phoenix or the um, Sacramento Kings be? Shout out Vladi Divac for always, always doing the wrong thing. That's why we love you, Vladi. Come on the pod. That would be nuts. Come on, that, the pod. that would be. Sad. I could already see Luka doing his like slower version of James Harden step back, and then you have De'Aaron Fox like just mm-hmm. going. A Damn. thousand miles a minute, just pushing the pace. That that'd, that'd, that'd be, be fun so to watch. Fun. That'd Man. be fun to watch. Shit.
Gotta love it. You gotta love the NBA draft. And it's you also, yeah, you, you love to see it. It's also funny how, like, how quickly everyone realized that, wait, wait, wait a second. Luca is the best person in this draft. And not only is the best player in the draft, he's, he is significantly better than everyone else. Uh, it was, it was fun to see happen, especially in like first 10 games of everyone's career. They're like, ah, oh, shit, we, we, we messed up, guys. We really <laughs> fucked this one up. We should have just drafted him. That sucks. Could have been fun. The Suns, the the uh, the Kings, obviously the Hawks. I'm sure they would have appreciated a little bit more. Um, who was the so no Luca went three right? The Hawks the, or no? How how the did Hawks, I, the Hawks and the Mavs actually ended up switching their picks? They, I remember right. So it was yeah. the Hawks drafted Luca. Hawks drafted Luca and they traded him for for Trey Young for Trey Young. Where they were at five though was right. Who's four in that draft? I don't think it matters, but I'm just kind of curious. But goddamn, I have to check that out. Yeah, yeah. it's not that big a deal. Probably I don't know that. how we got on this tangent. Well, I do know. I do know how we got there, but damn. Chris Over on Paul. the Mavs. Wait, 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 wait. All right, all right, all right. Chris Paul, <laughs> Luka Doncic, Devin Booker. Eighty-two and zero. 82 and 0 in a 72 game season, people. Yeah, 82 and fucking 0 in a 72 yeah, game good. season. I love it. Not good. I love it. I love it. All right. So those are our overs. Oh, uh, small oh, mention. Uh, when we're talking about Portland, um, do not underestimate the um, effect that Joseph Nurkic is going to have on a season like this. Yeah, so when season. you get a full 72 game season of Dame, who is on a mission every single night, every single year. You got CJ McCollum out there who is, you know, they, they make one of the strongest backcourt pairings in, in the entire league. And now you get a full 72 games with Yosef Nurkic. They're going to make some waves in the West. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. CJ McCollum played with like a broken back for like a little yeah. while in the bubble. Dude is an animal. It's also really yeah. like the wine, the sheesh. So that's always <laughs> fun to do your thing, man. Um, all right, let's go back to some of these unders. I think the overs are going to be a lot of fun. As you said, there's those three right there. Blazers, Suns, Mavs real hard that all of them go over. But if you put a couple bucks on each of them, good shot that at least two of them go over, which means you end up winning some money, which is fun. Um, a couple more unders one that I don't, I'm not going to say it's controversial, but it's definitely interesting. The, the Pelicans. The New Orleans Pelicans, 36.5, meaning they just have to be one win better than 500. Again, 72-game season, 36 divided by two times two, whatever the math is, it works out, I promise. 36.5 is their over-under. You get Zion, hopefully, hopefully expected for a full season and, and with proper conditioning, I guess is a good way to say it. Brandon Ingram coming off most improved player of the year. So there's my two Duke boys. JJ Reddick still there. Third Duke boy, reigning threes. He's actually my favorite college basketball player of all time. So that was a lot of fun. Got to watch JJ. So three Dukies. They got rid of a couple others, but whatever. The Jazilla, he's been bad for a while. I, I always hoped for him, man. I had the most hope for him. It just never worked out. Uh, they get rid of Drew Holiday. They get a million picks and some players back, but whatever. Is there anything I'm missing? I feel like I'm missing something. Oh, Stan Van Gundy. They have a coach now. Alvin Gentry. Sorry. <laughs> you kind of sucked. It's not your, it's not you. It's, it's me, uh, I guess, but they get Stan that's Van. What when you're on, that's what happens when you're on the Warriors coaching staff. Yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. So you get Stan Van. He's coming in. Should be fun. Talk to me. Why do you think they're not going to win 50% of their games this year? This is the Zion effect. That, that's why this total is so high. Wow. Really? Yeah. That, that's why it's this high and I'm not buying it. Um, this is a young team. Um, obviously we're not betting futures based on, you know, whether they're going to get into COVID trouble or anything like that. That's true, yeah. 
but Pardon. this is a very inexperienced locker room. Very inexperienced. Uh, Drew Holiday, lo- losing Drew Holiday was losing the heart of that franchise. I understand that Zion was there to basically take over what AD was, and that's fine. I don't think he's going to be it this year. I mean, he's going to be a lesser version of it. You know, like it, it's tough to compare a guy to yeah. Anthony Davis. I mean, that that's not really fair for the young man's career either. But hey, that's that's the pressure that it comes with going number one to the very same city that AD got drafted to, mm-hmm. right? So um, I think Brian Ingram is already developing into a star. You saw what he did last season, and we were high on him last season. That paid off great for our season-long leagues, for our DFS leagues. That was always fun rostering Brian Ingram, and I was there for it. Kind of benefited more so from the fact that Zion was in and out of the lineup, and then he was dealing with you know some conditioning issues and whatnot. We're hearing things where he, he's looking like the later version of himself where Zion is is a lot lighter on the court and stuff like that. So we're hoping that he's going to be the athletic version of himself and not, not just the big bully in the paint. So that's going to be fun to watch, but this is a very, very inexperienced team. And there's outside of JJ Reddick, there's no experience in that locker room. That's that it's tough for me to, you know, Lakers are better. Clippers are better. Nuggets are better. Warriors are better. The Mavs are better. Suns are better. Portland's better. Phoenix is better. Houston, if James Harden stays, definitely better. There's a lot of teams that are better than them. Mm-hmm. A lot. A lot. And and I could see them losing games to teams like Sacramento. Like that, they have that star power in De'Aaron yeah. Fox where he can solely win a game against a team like New Orleans. Because De'Aaron Fox doesn't have to go out and beat LeBron and AD. He doesn't mm-hmm. have to go out and beat Kawhi and Paul George. He doesn't have to go out and beat Maul and Jokic. And I could go on and on down the list that, that the teams I just named. He has to go out and beat Brandon Ingram, Zion. I'll throw Zoe a bone and end up throwing Zoe in there. Their, their own little big three that they got going on there. Like that to me is a game that somebody like Darren Fox could win. And this is, we're talking about, you know, an 11, 12, 13 seeded Sacramento team. This is a game that Cat can beat them. Carl Anthony Towns could beat them. D'Angelo Russell could beat them. Like these are games where when we're talking about these teams that are in that, you know, like not not percentage, we're talking about total games again. We're talking in that 50% range. We're talking 34 and a half to maybe I'll push it as high as 36 and a half. These are teams that you have to to look at their 50-50 games and say, am I confident that they win more than 50% of those games? Mm Mm-hmm. And yep. the Pelicans are not a team that I think can win 50% or more of those games. Because if you told me, if, if I told you right now, would you would you anticipate the Nuggets beating the Pelicans? You'd probably look at me and say, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. The spread's probably going to be like nine and a half, something absurd. Lakers are beating them. Clippers are beating them. Portland, Dallas. I'll even throw the Suns in there. Warriors are certainly beating them. We're talking about De'Aaron Fox Boston beating them. You think Steph Curry's not going to beat them? Mm-hmm. Who's going to guard Steph Curry? Zoe? Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. So the guy, guy's going to be dropping 50 by, by the end of the third. So, like, these are teams where they're going to have to win a ton of these 50-50 games. And you're looking at these other teams. It, it's like, you could make the argument, yeah, are, are they better than the T-Wolves? I would take the Pelicans over the T-Wolves. But if you're telling me one game, mm-hmm, one night, exactly. you know, like, like if, you're, if you're talking like, 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 let's say we translate it into like a, a playoff example, best of one, could the T-Wolves beat the Pelicans? Yes, because Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell can beat Zoe, Brian Ingram, and Zion. This is a very inexperienced team. So that for me, I'm like, with with, with everything that every team is going to have to go through during this season, 
this is a team that I'm willing to take the under on because number one, they don't have the experience. And with those 50-50 games, that's where I end up looking at teams who can win those 50-50 games. Similar to what we're talking about with the Bulls. I just don't see it for the Pelicans. I think one thing, you know, with that inexperience and being young, I think when we're in the end of February, you know, it's, it's, it's okay. It's not bad weather down in new Orleans, but let's say you're going up to Memphis. Let's say. Yeah. Well, their win total might not say it, but I I see where you're coming from. As you said, it's a science hack, but okay. Maybe, maybe you're traveling to cold Detroit. Maybe you have to go play an Easter conference game. Are you really going to get up for that game on February 19th? It's just one of those things. Like once you're out of it, I don't think the youth is going to really get you back in it. Now we saw what happened when Zion came back to the court. They were pummeling people and it was awesome because that Zion coming back. That was finally his coming out party. And we had a blast with it. The biggest, the most watched NBA game was the Lakers Pelicans. You know why? Because it was LeBron versus Zion and everyone was fucking here for it. But it's not going to happen this year because we already saw it. And and once you're a couple months into the season and once they're out of the race, I don't really see them getting up for those games in Detroit. I don't see them getting up for those games in Utah. I think they're just going to get rolled over, unfortunately, because of that youth experience, unexperienced inexperience. And it's just one of those things. And I just love how the Warriors and the Pelicans have the exact same team total and Ghost is on completely different sides of it. And that is how you make money, people. That is how you make money. You listen I to didn't even realize. I didn't even, I didn't even realize that you just put it out. You're telling me same team total, Warriors and Steph and Curry. Correct. If, if we get off the show and the line hasn't moved, I'm going to be disappointed. Everybody, go take that. I'm going to be disappointed. Listen I go, to me. You too, TPJ. I'm, I'm, I, that, that you too, TPJ. I'm, I'm going to be disappointed. Take them. Line, the line better be moving by the time we get off the show. Yeah, I think TPJ can. Uh, I think he's got the inside scoop. I think he can make those line moves too. Uh, all right, one last team coming up to it. Last team of the ten of our five overs, five unders, ones we really love. Timberwolves, twenty-eight point five wins. Ghost likes the under. The Timberwolves suck. They were literally one of the four worst teams. That's why they had the best odds to win. Um, Carl Anthony Town should be healthy. D'Angelo Russell shouldn't be able to play defense still. I don't really see that changing. And Anthony Edwards is 19, so I really don't know how much he's going to be contributing. Um, Ricky Rubio? That's cool. So 28.5, you really take hammering, hammering the under on that one? Who's playing defense on this team? I, I didn't convince you enough? Oh, I'm sorry, guys. Who is playing? Like, so, someone's got to spell it out for me. Who is playing defense on this team? Um, you're 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 going up against no the Lakers. Who's playing defense? I mean, technically, you're going up, you're, you're, you're going up te- against the Clippers. Technically, there will be five people playing defense. Technically, DeAndre Russell doesn't even play defense. <laughs> That's true. He's like he, he doesn't even he doesn't even run back on defense. Like he he know. like he like lightly jogs. Doesn't even run back on D. Hundred and twenty million over four years, if I'm not mistaken. Shout out DeAngelo Russell. What's I, up? I love D'Lo because love I'm here for the overs. Mm. I'm here for the overs. I yes. like stats. D'Lo don't play defense. He doesn't need to play defense. Who plays stats? defense on this team? Who's going to play defense? Honestly, I have no idea. I'm excited to take the over that's in almost the all that's of these the games. It's gonna be a that is the answer. And the, wor- the scariest part is that they play at a top five pace in the NBA. Fuck yeah. So they're going to turn Let's the go. ball over. 
at such an absurd rate. Like, who is playing defense on this team? Who is not turning over the ball? D'Angelo might get a triple-double every night if you count 10 turnovers. Like, like who? I'm, like, like I can't express this enough. I don't know who's playing defense on this team. They, they do not have a defensive player on this team. It's just crazy, right? Like, they're offensively will be, they'll be fun to watch. Like, we can't deny that. As you said, they're going to be playing fast paced. Oh. They have Carl Anthony Towns. They have Ricky Rubio. They have D'Angelo Russell. They're going to be throwing the ball Two around. Atlanta flat. is a game that's going to be prime time. Oh, my okay. God, dude. Give prime me time. that game over under <laughs> 295. I'm still going to take the fucking over I'm on that one. I'm taking the over. I'm still taking the over. So much fun. But yeah, goddamn, they just don't. Rockster construction, man. There is zero defense, and it's going to be hard, and it's just. They're going to be in the same spot again next year. They're paying a boatload of money to two guys. Not going to win any games. I just, I don't understand whose idea this was. And their first round pick next year is went to the Warriors in that Andrew Wiggins trade. So now the Warriors potentially get another, I think it's top three protected. So they can have another top five pick next year. Add to James Wiseman, add on. It's just, it's insane. It is absolutely insane to me. To me, it's, it's like, and then on top of that, we're talking again, when, when you're betting on futures, you can't be thinking about things like, like COVID yeah. or, you know, oh, this guy's going to get injured. So let me take the under, this guy's going to get traded. So let me take them. Like you have to look at what it is at face value. Right. So, and to me, even though you can consider things like that, if you are one of those people, I don't know if it gets much like. I don't even know if it safer is the word because it's kind of like it's kind of like an oxymoron. But I don't know if it gets much safer banking on either Carl Anthony Towns or D'Angelo Russell missing games. Yeah, like both of them throughout their young careers again have missed so many games, and now we're going into a season where we're literally in the midst of a global pandemic, and there's there's like non physical injuries to think about on top of that, and there's like like there's all these things like I don't know. There's a bunch of factors on this team, but. If we're ignoring all that stuff, we're talking strictly on-court product. I don't see how these guys stop any team in the West. Like, like they do not have a single defensive player on their team. I mean, I think the it. only the only team that they could possibly slow down might be the Spurs, just because of how boring their yeah. offense is. Yeah, just because of how, like literally how boring their offense is. That's where they could win a game like that because they're going to push the pace so much to the point that the Spurs are going to be out of their element. But who who would like? Again, we're talking about these 50-50 games for these low for, for these teams with low win totals. They have to be able to win those 50-50 games. They could beat the Pelicans. That's a team that they could beat. But you're going to push the pace against De'Aaron Fox? He's going to push the pace on you. pace against you. Damn it, you beat me he to pushes, it. He pushes the pace on you. Who you get? You're going to push the pace on Chris Paul? No, nobody messes with Chris Paul. Chris Paul does whatever Chris Paul wants to do. Mm-hmm. So you're not, you know, you're going to have trouble against the Suns. You're going to have trouble against all these teams that you're going to have trouble against Portland. Sure, you're going to have trouble against Luka. Like, how D'Angelo Russell is supposed to guard Luka? On what planet? Like, these are things that I, I don't see them winning these 50-50 games. D'Angelo Russell is going to guard Ja? No. Stop it. Don't. Like, stop Like stop with that. Who who Who's guarding who in these games other than the Spurs? And, and, and I'll give them a win against the Pelicans just because the, the Pelicans are just as big of a mess as they are. And it's like, who, which stars will come out more that night? Like, can Cat and D'Lo outperform Zion and Brandon Ingram? But it's like, like who, who are they stopping on defense? Like, uh, un, unless they're playing, they, they, need, they need 20 wins. 
Remind me of the total again. Uh, 28.5. Like, unless they're playing 27 games against the Cavs, mm. I don't see, I, I don't, and even then, Colin Sexton and Isaac Okoro will win a couple games against you. Mm. Because of how bad your defense is. Like, I, I don't I don't get it. Like, this is another thing where it's tougher for them being in the West, but it, it would it would shock me to not see them finish last, if not dead last in the West this year. Yeah, I, I honestly... It, 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 it would really shock me because... Every this is again every team around them in that like if I want to even put them in that group that could contend for a seven to twelve seed, mm-hmm. they're they're not there. Portland's no, just, better. Just Dallas just better. That point. Oh, Portland's Portland way above them. Just just to your point. So the the Timberwolves have the third lowest over under total in the West. They're at twenty eight point five. The Kings are at twenty seven point five, and the Oklahoma City Thunder at twenty two point five. And I'm confident the uh, the Thunder go over because that's just what they do. Now, obviously, Chris Paul gone, Stephen Adams gone, still some stuff going on there. I feel like they'd hit the over on that one. I I completely agree with you. I would not be surprised in the least if the Timberwolves finished last, dead last, in the Western Conference. Something to think about. Something to think about. And that is our top five favorite overs and unders season totals for the the NBA season, 72 games, little weird, little wonky. And you're going to be betting. Remember when you go to your book, you're most likely going to be betting on winning percentage. So do a little bit of the math, make sure all of it makes sense because we don't want to, we don't, we're not here to lose your money. We're here to make you money at win daily. And don't panic when you see bucks at 70, it's not 70 wins. Yes. 70%. So you got to, got to think about it both ways. Could the bucks win 70 out of 72 games though? The people are asking. The people are asking one last thing. Um, we didn't talk about it yesterday when we did the MVP show and you brought it up and I was like, huh, John Morant, that guy was really, really good last year. Rookie of the year. What are his odds to an MVP plus 15,000 for John Morant to win the MVP? Give me, give me two seconds on that. That's really tough. Um, if they, that's it. Because again, See, remember, that, you have to be really, guys, really good to win. Your team yeah. has to be good. No, doesn't matter how yeah. good you are. Your team has yeah. to be good, or you have to just put up like a 35, 10, and 15 stat line where you play incredible defense, and it's literally just everyone around you is bad. But you're not going to do that. Plus 15,000, John Morant. When we're talking about long shots over plus 10,000, like like we were talking about Donovan Mitchell at plus 8,000, yeah. Maul at, at plus 10,000 already. We were saying those were, were stretches, right? This is when we're getting into value where, you know, you put 10, 20 bucks and that's something that hits and you're like, wow, that was that was fun. If Memphis makes the playoffs, he, I like, like now, now for, forget about stats for a second. Just when we're talking about, you have to be the best player on a playoff team. If Jacques carries Memphis to the playoffs, it's going to be hard to ignore that. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be hard. To I, I I don't think he puts up the stats to be able to get there, but if if he leads into the playoffs at that point, you're only banking on him stat wise, which is something that I like. I'm in because when 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 you're looking at guys that are usually plus fifteen thousand, these guys are on terrible basketball teams. Yes. And now not only are you hoping that they're dropping thirty plus a night, but you're hoping that their team somehow some way finds finds a way to make the playoffs. Whereas Memphis has a legit shot this weekend, especially with the playing round. Yeah, with the playing uh, round, especially. Yeah, uh, they yeah, are. So. The Grizzlies team totals at thirty point five currently, which would slot them in as eleventh in the West. 
with the Rockets at 34.5 ahead of them with the assumption that James Harden will not be there. And then above them are the Pelicans uh, and the Warriors. So that one's really interesting. I'm I, I'm curious to see what made them put the Rockets that low, let alone on the book, because there there's no indication right now. Like yes, there's a strong chance that James get James Harden gets traded, but there's no indication saying a deal is imminent. Like it's not like hey, the the Sixers have offered this, and all we're missing is like a pick swap. Like yeah, like no team has come remotely close to Houston's outrageous demands. So unless. You know what's happening. Unless, I don't know. We'll find it. We'll clip it for everybody. We'll let you know. We'll let you know. Ghostman, where can everyone find you on the internet in case they have more questions about the NBA and how to make some money on it? At DFS underscore Ghost over on Twitter. And of course, with the Wayne Daily Sports team in our Discord channel, make sure you come and join. Yes, our Discord channel. You can go to windailysports.com backslash chat. You get seven free days in our instant messenger chat where we talk about sports and help you win money. Appreciate you. See ya. You can find me at Michael Brazil one. You can find us at Windaily Sports. You're going to find us here a lot on the HNB Media YouTube page because we're going to be giving you essentially daily content around base, uh, baseball, around basketball betting, around fantasy, around DFS, all of it. Headlines, of course, because that's the most fun part about the NBA. So we're going to be giving all of it to you. You're going to be seeing a lot of us over here on HNB. Thank you to everybody in the chat. We appreciate each and every one of you a lot. For Ghostman, for myself, for the Wind Daily Sports family, for everybody here at HNB Media, we hope you make it a very profitable 2020 NBA season. No, 2021 NBA season. Well, whatever. Thanks, everybody.